Welcome to the Craft of Coaching podcast, where you'll learn about how to become a life coach with a strong skill set through understanding the craft of coaching. I'm Kate Swoboda. As director of a life coach training and certification program called the Courageous Living Coach Certification, I'm passionate about the craft of coaching and how we evolve our skills and the industry. Learn more about the Courageous Living Coach Certification Program at teamclcc.com. That's T-E-A-M-C-L-C-C.com. And here's today's episode. All right, everybody. Today we're diving into a topic that I know comes up over and over again for people. There's a ton of misinformation about this, in fact. And the topic is certification, life coaching certification. Really, we're getting down to the questions of, do you have to be certified in order to be a life coach? And if so, do you have to have a certification from a specific person or specific organization in order to be a life coach? And this is going to be answered as a related note. Do you have to have a specific kind of education in order to become a life coach? Like, is is this regulated at all? Are there any states that mandate life coaching in a specific way? Now, I should note before I go any further that for all of the information that I'm going to be sharing on today's podcast, it could, of course, change. So I'm you know, recording this podcast in September of 2017. I've done my due diligence. I've looked around. I've investigated these sorts of things. And the answers that I'm going to offer during today's podcast are all based on what is timely. But here's the big answer to your question. At this time... There are no states in the United States that regulate life coaching. So there are, in every state, there is a licensing board. Um, So there's the, the Board of Behavioral Sciences within each and every state. And the BBS regulates therapy and licensing of therapists. Um... I would imagine that there are also regulatory and licensing boards that are all going to be involved in um, whether you call yourself an LPC, which is a licensed practicing or professional counselor, um, whether you call yourself an MFT, which is a marriage and family therapist, whether you call yourself an MSW, which is somebody who has a master's of social work. These are all acronyms that are regulated terms that are overseen by the various board of behavioral sciences and their board of behavioral sciences in every single state. Coaching, however, is not a regulated industry. You do not have to be certified through any particular governing body at this time in order to become a coach. There's a lot of misinformation about this. And in fact, I just recently had someone who, um, at least my interpretation of what they were typing, but who knows on social media and Facebook, seemed pretty peeved with me. This person said, you know, do you tell your your trainees in your coach training program before you have them sign on the dotted line that there are states where they will not be allowed to practice as life coaches and they're going to get a cease and desist from the state because they don't have a master's in counseling and da-da-da-da. And I, you know, of course, if I hear any report, I'm the director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification. We certify life coaches in our methodology. If I ever hear that there is any kind of a regulatory 
uh, issue around coaching, of course I'm going to pay attention to that and I'm going to investigate that. And this person was particularly bringing up how the board in her state had sent cease and desist letters to coaches. She was saying this was happening. And I did a little bit of investigative work and I actually called and emailed and spoke with the board of her particular state, people who were on the board, and they said, no, we do not in any way regulate the term life coach. We do not in any way um, require a certain certification or licensure to become a life coach. We don't prohibit people from becoming life coaches. The only thing that we would do related to life coaching, they said, is that if someone is a therapist already and they are offering coaching services and they are not making a clear distinction between when they are acting as a therapist and when they are acting as a coach, they might get something from the board that says, hey, you know, like you have to clarify this for your clients. You have to make sure your clients know whether you are practicing as a therapist or whether you are practicing as a coach. And that seems fair enough. Because if I'm hiring someone as a therapist, I want to be receiving therapy, which involves many of the same skills as coaching, listening, asking questions that are not leading or biased, mirroring. Those are all coaching skills that are shared with therapists. But therapy also has a diagnostic component to it. And that can't be underscored enough. Therapists are doing additional things for which they receive additional training. And I personally, as a coach, would never, ever dispute that. I certainly see other life coaches who say therapy is, you know, this, this, and this, and they kind of talk down about therapy. I don't do that. I have enormous respect for therapists and for the training that they undergo. And I also say that life coaching is a legitimate profession. There are some things, however, that I think people need to know about certification in general. There is no regulatory body for life coaching. The organization that has come closest to being a regulatory body for a life coaching, although it's, it's certainly not required, is the ICF or International Coach Federation. They oversee their own certification process. And because they are the biggest and closest thing that our industry has to a regulatory body at, our, at this time, in my own Courageous Living Coach certification as the director of that program, I took it upon myself when developing the curriculum to be in touch with the ICF about the expectations that they have for anybody who decides that they want to become certified through the ICF. If someone decides that they want to attend my own Courageous Living Coach certification and become certified through us, there is nothing that prohibits them from going out and becoming a professional life coach, taking on clients, working with people, and I'm only speaking for the United States here, working in all 50 states. There is no state that will regulate that they have to be certified through any particular body. If someone, however, takes the Courageous Living Coach Certifications curriculum and graduates from our program and wants to get ICF certification because it's a matter of personal pride for them or a, a, a professional distinction that they really want, they can do that with our curriculum. They can do that through what's called the ICF's portfolio path. And to ensure 
to the best that we can, obviously we can't ever control what the ICF or another organization ever does, to ensure that our graduates, as best we can, are able to do that, we model all of our curriculum after ICF standards. So when you are considering this question of certification, I think one of the things that's important to look at is what are the certification standards? I do think that it is important in our industry for there to be some kind of a bar that everybody who calls themselves a professional life coach is interested in meeting. For instance, in our program, all of our graduates complete 60, 60, 60 hours where they are the person who is the life coach for that session. So I'm not talking about receiving coaching. I'm talking about being in the coach role for 60 hours. Now, the ICF certification requires 100 hours. And, of course, anybody who finishes our program is you know, certainly more than welcome to complete an additional 40 hours on their own and then at that time apply to the ICF. But in addition to that, it's been important to our program as a standard for certification through our program to say you need to have a certain number of what's called synchronous hours or hours where you have real-time access to an instructor. And so we have made sure that we maintain in our program a ratio of synchronous to asynchronous hours that meets or exceeds the ICFs. We've made sure that we make and build into, make time for and build into our curriculum for the CLCC individualized feedback for all of our trainees. If you decided that you wanted to become ICF certified through any program, it doesn't matter whether you, whether you take our program or somebody else's program, the certification process for the ICF is going to involve for everybody a 30-minute recorded coaching session that you submit. So we have as a graduation standard for all of our graduates a portfolio process where every graduate prepares a 30-minute coaching session where they are coaching someone who, of course, gives their permission for this. And they do a self-assessment and that self-assessment touches on all of the different ICF core competencies. And a member of our certification team reviews that graduate profile and gets on the phone one-on-one -on -one with that graduate to go over everything that they've done. And then that prepares the graduate to then be in a great position to potentially submit even the same recording for ICF certification. You know, or they could, of course, decide to do a different 30-minute recording that even builds on what they learned from doing the process with us. But to, to answer this question, does any state in the United States regulate life coaching? That's where you know, our training program is based. So I'm just gonna speak to the US and of course you can, you can check in other countries to see if the standards differ. But in the United States, as of right now, life coaching is not regulated by any regulatory body certification through any particular organization is not required. And I know any number of life coaches who do and don't receive ICF certification. I know many successful life coaches who have never received uh, ICF certification. And I know many successful life coaches who have received ICF certification. But it is not a requirement for becoming a practitioner of this craft. Now, I do think that it's important to touch on one other thing, and that is 
what if that changed? What would anybody do if that changed and suddenly there was a regulatory body for life coaching? Well, here's my answer, okay? Uh, first and foremost, I would use my existing experience and credentials and all of those things and see if I could apply it in order to become certified through this new regulatory body. And in every single case that I have researched where some new um, standard was regulated for therapists, there was a what they refer to colloquially as a grandfathering in process. So there was a recognition that anybody who had met a certain professional standard prior to the introduction of a new regulation was going to need time to be able to complete the standards of the new regulation that, and that they should not have to start over from scratch just because a new regulation had been introduced. And I cannot imagine that if regulation were introduced for life coaches at any point, that there would not be a similar grandfathering in process or some kind of recognition of existing experience and credentialing that people would have with a time allotted for people to attain any new education or licensure or whatever the new regulation was. The other thing we have to consider too, though, for life coaching in particular, is that it would require actually a lot of coordination to get to the point where a regulatory standard was introduced for life coaching. First things first, a, a regulating body would have to be established. So right now there is no official person like a BBS for therapists for life coaches. So first, all 50 states would have to agree to that, who that person was going to be, who was officially the person who would be able to regulate the industry. Coordination would need to happen across all 50 states. Boards would need to be established in all 50 states, just as boards are established already and have been for decades for therapists. Then, in addition to that, the educational component would need to be available because, you know, you can't really establish a board and say, here's the board that's going to regulate what kind of education coaches need to have, and it's got to be XYZ education. But then, oh, hey, no degree programs exist or certification programs exist that meet those regulations. Like, time would need to be had for even those degree and certification programs themselves to arise to the new bar that was set for some kind of a, a licensing entity. And the other thing that needs to be noted is that because coaches practice in such different ways, frankly, I think that if this were to happen, a lot of people would just stop calling themselves life coaches and would call themselves some, something else. They might call themselves co coaching consultants or they might call themselves um, practitioners instead of, instead of coaches. And given that life coaching in general <laughs> is such a hated term, people really don't like the term life coach. Um, I think you'd see a lot of people who would who would go that route. Even as we as as it stands right now, there are a lot of people who call themselves spiritual guides who have no background whatsoever in coaching or therapy, who are practicing something, a way of working with people that's pretty darn borderline close. So, with all of that having been said, I think the most important thing for all of us to consider as professional coaches as we look at this craft is how we practice with ethics. 
Integrity is vitally important. You need to know, and I hope your coach certification program is going to give you or has given you some kind of language that talks about how to refer out. Because if you find for any reason that you cannot really meet a client's needs, especially if you suspect that the client has some kind of clinical depression or really serious issues going on, you need to refer out. That is the ethical thing to do at all times. You need certain professional standards of integrity, such as having on hand a list of qualified professionals to refer a client to if they have any suicidal tendencies. This is just par for the course being a practitioner for anyone in the behavioral sciences. I don't care what your certification or your licensure is. You need resources and a community and a way of being able to say to a client, I'm not able to help you. Here's who is. We have a plan. So all of those things combined, again, there is no required certification at this time to be a life coach. And if there is, you are going to have the time to be able to figure out how to pivot in that particular direction to meet any regulatory standards that might emerge. And any training or certification that you do, as long as you make sure that you have that access to real time to instructors, that it's not just a couple of videos that you watch on the weekend, that there are some kind of core competencies that are covered, that there is some kind of individualized feedback on your craft, some kind of portfolio or graduation process that you go through. You are, I think, going to be able to integrate all of that experience into whatever your next direction is. So I hope that this alleviates some questions that people might have around certification and what it looks like if any regulation was introduced for coaches. And if you have any additional questions, of course, reach out to us. We are over at Courageous Living Coach Certification, which is tribeclcc.com. And if you find that in your state or in your country of residence, there is any information that differs from what I'm presenting here, by all means, let us know. Because if we find that any standards are changing in our program, what we want to do is we want to, frankly, change our standards to keep pace with that, to make sure that our professional graduates are able to go out and do this work and really raise the bar of what it means to be a life coach and bring that integrity to this industry. We believe in our coaches, we believe in our graduates, we know that coaching work can really, really help the world, and we are keeping pace uh, with any changes that we find happening in this industry. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a moment to give us a rating in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, ah, so helpful because that helps other people to learn about this podcast and also listen in. You might also want to become a subscriber so that you always get the latest episodes. If you head over to the Courageous Living Coach Certification website at teamclcc.com, that's T-E-A-M-C-L-C-C.com, and sign up to be a subscriber, not only will you get the first information about whenever we open up enrollment, you will also get access to a number of bonuses, like our Become a Coach video series, invitations to webinars on the craft of coaching, and so much more. 
So I hope that I see you over there. Once again, thanks so much for listening, and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day.